0: Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday to you all. (laughs) And congratulations on making it through another week. Well, we do that in Christ, and we do that with his strength and the protection of the angelic. Don't forget that. Okay, so I'm gonna talk today about Heavenly Conversations with Jesus. Before I do, I'm George Watkins if you haven't met me yet. Thank you for spending a few moments today on this Friday morning to uh, talk about the good things of God and <clears throat> hang around a while. We've got we've got some wonderful times ahead of us as we just as the word is compenserate or talk about the things of the Lord. <laughs> I want to go to the third chapter of John and I'm still, I'm carrying my uh, passion Bible around with me. So we're going to read out of that again tonight. And I want you to catch a hold of the fact that you and I are not natural people anymore. We're spiritual people. The, The whole reason that Jesus came and gave himself for us, on that sacrificial tree and then rose from the dead, ascended to the father and sent the Holy spirit back to us is so that we would be as this description in John three with Nicodemus, we would be born again or born of the spirit. Okay. Now when that happens, then we have the ability to have spiritual conversations with Jesus. We have, we have the ability to have spiritual interaction with the world of the spirit, Amen. The uh, the world in by different names, New Age or mystics. You know, uh, the uh, not Christian mystics. <laughs> I believe in them, but you know, the mystics that are trying to delve into spiritual things without Christ, they have taken away some of our and many, probably many of our traditions or at least the uh, the actions that we take in Christ and that is going into the spirit of God and communicating with God's realm now we do that because we are spiritual beings we have been born from above because Christ has come to do that now let me uh, let me pick up a couple of thoughts as we, Jump into our Friday morning out of uh, John three. Now this is where Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. The King James says he did it discreetly. He didn't want anybody to know it. <clears throat> now <laughs> here here's a secret admirer of the of the greatest leader in Jerusalem that has mass crowds following him, and yet. This fella is a Pharisee. He doesn't want any of his Pharisee friends to know it. So he sneaks around to talk to him. Sounds a little familiar to our uh, political scene, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> Didn't mean to knock us off course there. Now listen to this. Nicodemus Came and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one performs the miracle signs that you do unless God's power is with him. So Nicodemus had the perception to see past what his his other Pharisee friends were seeing. All they saw was a rebel rouser, a troublemaker, a heretic, someone who wasn't who was breaking all the traditional rules. But Nicodemus had this the insight or the spiritual sight at least to understand that he was from God. So that's that's an interesting beginning for this journey that Nicodemus is is on. Jesus answered, Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. Before a person can Even perceive God's kingdom, they must first experience a rebirth, or as the King James says, be born again. Nicodemus said, Rebirth, how can a gray headed man be reborn? Now, King James says, How can he enter again into his mother's womb and be born again? Okay, this is the natural mind now is taken over. Nicodemus had a a jump at this, a start at it, but he jumps right back into his natural thinking, doesn't he? Jesus said, I speak an eternal truth. Unless you are born of water and of spirit, you will never enter enter God's kingdom. For the natural realm only gives birth to things that are natural, but the spiritual realm gives birth to spiritual life. All right. The natural world. Now, if we're going to stay in the natural world, Our churches in general, this is not pointing any one church out, but in a general scope, and especially some of the big ones that are just really packing them out with all kinds of exciting stuff. There's a lot of natural stuff that people are relating to. As uh, Mario Murillo says, uh, skinny jeans and fog machines. Well. We've all seen it, you know, the lights and the different attractions. There's a natural thing that is getting in the way of the spiritual things. Now, I don't want to sound like an old fogey that I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that our young people respond to certain, you know, sights and sounds. I understand that. We attract them in. But unless the spirit draws them, if you draw them through natural things, if you get them into your building, into your meeting center, or if you attract them to your ministry by, by natural attractions, it's almost like bribing someone. Here's 10 bucks, like me. <laughs> you know. Well, after they spend their $10, they want another 10 or 20 because that wore out. If you bring someone in to Christ, Through false pretenses, such as, if you get saved, you'll be happy the rest of your life. (laughs) If you get saved, everybody will like you. Well, we know that's not correct, is it? Because that's a natural thing. Trying to get someone born again, or I should say, get someone into Christ, become a Christian. And you attract them through entertainment. You attract them through fancy programs you attract them through friendship i'll be your friend if you you know receive jesus okay enough of that now listen this jesus said the natural things birth natural things and the spiritual world births spiritual things so how do we go into that spiritual world how do we get in there how do we communicate with God? How do we have conversation with Jesus? Well, by faith, isn't it? By believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture says, if you, Jesus said, if you believe on me, you will have eternal life. Now there's the interchange. You can't see it. It's so quick. If you believe on me, you will have eternal life. I saw something the other day that reminded me of how salvation really comes. And they had a picture of the thief on the cross. He didn't, he didn't go to class to learn, you know, the catechisms. He wasn't water baptized. He didn't have to attend church four times. Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Something took place in the heart of that thief on the cross called Faith. And Jesus said, if you believe in me, you will have eternal life. Am I opposed to to the things that go on in the scriptures that teach us how to grow in Christ? And we have maturity and we learn the principles of God. and, And Paul spent a fair amount of his time teaching us how to treat one another and get along in church and prophesy and speak in tongues. All those things are wonderful and important because we're not called just to get saved and die like the uh, thief did. We're called to be born again and create history, change history, shape history, and do something in this earth that has eternal value also. We're not just escaping. That's why I have such a <clears throat> I have such an attitude toward this this teaching that's been around for a couple hundred years about getting saved and getting out of here. We're going to rapture ourselves out of here. You know, He's coming any minute now. Do I believe in the second coming? Yes, I do, and I don't know when it's coming, and neither does anyone else. That's the whole point. He said that we should establish and we should water and plant and sow. And he said, as long as the earth is in existence, there will be seed time and harvest. That means when he called us to preach and pray and heal and deliver, that's the seed time and harvest in the spiritual world. (laughs) Amen. Okay, so. That's my rant for the night. Now, Jesus said, I speak eternal truth. Unless you are born of water and spirit, you're not going to get any of it. For the natural realm only gives birth to things that are natural, but the spiritual things, but the spiritual realm gives birth to spiritual life. If you have a church or a meeting, you're meeting together, and you have no spiritual activity. It's all natural stuff you feed the poor, you have, you know, banquet dinners, you have inter- have the music come in and sing, you, you, um, you know, give clothes to the, to the, to the, those that need it. That's all, that's all wonderful Christian principles, but it's not spiritual as prayer, worship, the things that you are able to hear God through, The teachings that are spiritually led, not just theologically driven or rule driven or law driven. Sometimes preachers and preaching and teaching can just be another set of rules that you have to hop through and jump through. There's something about the release of a spiritual secret or truth or revelation that does something to the inner man. It's different than just hearing the rules again. You know, here's rule number 43. Don't kick your dog when you go by him. Oh, that was a silly illustration. Anyway, I wouldn't do that. Now, you shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You all must be born from above, for the spirit wind blows as it chooses. Listen to this. King James just, just uses the word wind, but this Passion Bible is bringing out some of the deeper meanings of the, the aromatic words as it's being translated. Mm. You shouldn't be amazed by this statement. You almost must be born from above for the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear it, hear it sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it's going. So it is the same with those who are spirit born. We are in that world of spiritual activity. Oh wow! Okay, let's read on. Just a couple of verses. Nicodemus replied, "I don't understand what you what you mean. How does this happen?" Jesus answered, "Nicodemus, aren't you the respected teacher in Israel? And yet you don't understand this revelation. I speak eternal truths about things I know things." I've seen and experienced. Ooh, I like this. Listen to this. And still you don't accept what I reveal. If you're unable to believe what I've told you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to unveil the heavenly realm? No one has risen into the heavenly realm except the son of man who also exists in heaven. The side notes, the footnotes give us some scripture reference that Jesus really dwelt in two places. He ministered on earth while he was in heaven. You and I are in that same position. We we live on earth, but we sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Catch a hold of that. Let God work that into your spirit, into your understanding, and let the revelation of your life in Christ explode into understanding Oh, hallelujah. I love it. I love Fridays because Friday is a good day to rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Thanks for stopping by. Go to John 3. Spend some time asking the Lord to speak to you about spiritual things and have a good conversation with Jesus this weekend. Amen. Well, don't forget, subscribe if you haven't. Like us on Facebook. We're on Rumble. And thank you for your prayers and the financial support you give us. You can find all the addresses and such below. Until Sunday night at six o'clock, God bless you. May the Lord keep you and may the angelic guides that God has given you continue to give you strength in what you do. Bye-bye.